older I get, yeah. the the more I uh, am acutely aware of my own mortality, uh, and um, one day I will have to leave this world, and I will have to stand before the judge of the universe. I wish I'd been recording that whole time because uh, boy, that was we had some kind of controversial 15-minute break there where Derek kind of went off on his political rant. I should have left it on and just set it out into the atmosphere, the worldwide internets, and seen what would have come back. Yeah, I think I'd be in trouble if you no, did that. No, the, uh, the news, WJR would be calling wanting to interview you. We got to talk to that guy. Man, is he he's passionate. No, we were just talking about, uh, probably best that we didn't uh, leave it on, but we were just talking about um, just the the idea that we are not at home in this world as, as no. Christians, are we? And we talked uh, before um, on Friday about um, glorification and the hope that we have that, that Christ is coming and and man, we just look forward to that to, to rid Amen. us of these you, troubles and trials. So come Lord Jesus. Yeah. Well, we're here on a Monday, and it's the first uh, Monday of November, and winter is on its way. Where has this year gone? I mean, that COVID ate it up, really. Yes, it did. Um, yes, it did. Spent March to June not even really going anywhere, and man, I just, where has 2020 gone? And now they're saying, you know, things might not be normal till 2022. I think people are going to go nuts. Yes, they will. I mean, we don't have to get back into the politics, but I think whatever you believe, people are going to go crazy. I think people are ready to get back to normal, and we just pray that uh, some answers come to kind of mm. stem this flow of uh, the and disease. And in reality, and uh, the only normalcy we can have is in Jesus Christ, yeah. and that's not cliche or trite. It's true. Yeah, I was going to say, there you go, being all spiritual again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. My heart longs for Jesus Christ because I look at this world, and we are pilgrims passing yeah. through. This This world, world is, is not my home. Yeah. Hey, maybe that should be the hymn title. By the way, I, I started to make a little channel on YouTube and Spotify because we I, I had the idea of... Uh, before, when we did Word of Grace, we just did one-word titles for the messages, and I thought, well, maybe we could do a hymn for each title, and I've chosen a hymn that's kind of related to the theme, and I was going to do a hymn playlist. It's just so hard and much more work, and I can't figure out the technology, but um, hymns have always been Amen. so special. I mean, a lot of churches you go to, you can't mm -hmm. sing the hymns anymore. you have a favorite hymn? Well, I mean, actually, I have several. Well, what's a couple that rise uh, to the top? Blessed Assurance is yeah. one. How Great Thou Art uh, is one that I used to sing quite a bit. I, I really uh Do you like really any of the that. new ones we sing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, don't ask me to name any <laughs> right at this moment. But, yeah, we have been singing some. And, and words are very important yeah. to me. Uh, rhythm and yeah. and uh, and how a song is is flowing is not is not as important to me as to what the words say. Yeah. And the, and the new songs we sing are, are written more like hymns, um, just doctrinally sound. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if you if you see the title of the hymn on the on the title, you can um, you can Google it yourself and find a find a uh, a version of it maybe that you like. Also, um, 
some people were asking me, and maybe, you know, we really haven't gotten much feedback uh, from people listening to the podcast. We know a good number of people are listening. We got a couple more countries represented the United wow. Kingdom, uh, Nigeria is represented. So we have like six or seven countries now. Um, but I would like to know if it w- you would be better served if we did the podcast twice a week, did it a little longer. Did it once a week for an hour, or do you like the three days a week, twenty minutes? That would be really helpful if you would if you would let us know that, and uh, and because we don't want to make a decision and and, and people don't really uh, go along with it. So give us give us some ideas in that regard. And and now we get into the discussion uh, of heaven, and this will be a uh, I don't know how long this will take us, but um, we want to discuss uh, what awaits people. Uh, no. who have made the decision to follow Christ, which mm-hmm. we spent the last month talking about. And uh, we're reading a couple of books, two or three books on heaven, and, of course, kind of ransacking the scriptures about it. One thing that I thought was interesting in in uh, one of the books I read was that we hear a lot in church today about how to get to heaven, yes, but not much about what is awaiting us in heaven. Has that Amen. been your experience, you think? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um and and I think it, it was in that same book that it it listed off these great systematic theology books of years gone by, seven hundred mm-hmm. pages, one thousand pages, and like one or two pages is devoted to heaven. And I think I, I think it's good for us to maybe think a little bit about hey, what what is coming? What is awaiting yes, us? Yes. And so uh, believers are gonna are going to enter eternity in one of two ways, either by death or by Christ's return. Amen. Um, so we want to start by talking about death. Isn't that a great subject for a Monday morning? <laughs> death. Um, what was your first experience with someone as a child or teen? When, when can you first really remember coming to grips with, okay, someone died and I have to deal with that? Uh, well, I would say probably some uh, elderly neighbors or whatever, uh, and having the opportunity to go to the funeral home and actually see their uh, body lying there. As a matter of fact, uh, even more so than that, I had a friend by the name of Mickey Hegman, and he was 13 years old. He got hit by a car, and ultimately he died. And uh, when I saw him lying in the casket, uh, death was real, at that point because it's like, hey, he's not moving. Uh, and I'd have to be honest, it created a lot of fear within me. Yeah. I think for me, I remember when my grandma died, I was probably three or four. I only have a, a vision of standing around her casket. Mm-hmm. And I, I was 12 when my grandpa died, mm-hmm. and that was more vivid. I remember not really being prepared that it that he might die I knew he was sick my parents came home and I I just remember the same kind of thing like oh, okay this happens right and now as I'm getting older uh, and you you know more people now who are dying right, right. As, as you get older as a younger person mm-hmm. like you said a 13 year old friend that's a little more unusual but as you get older it's like man people die right people die right does Scripture have anything to say about believers being preoccupied or thinking about death off the top of your mind? I know we're just shooting the breeze here today to get started, but can you think of a place in well, Scripture where it um, says that? 
First of all, I think about the principal passage in Hebrews uh, 9 and 27 that tells us that it uh, it is appointed unto us to die once and after this the judgment. Uh, and then in James where it says that our life is but a, a vapor. Um, you, you are kind of catching me off no, guard you, here. You got um, two right off. Yeah, our life is like that fog that passes right. away. Moses, I think it's Psalm 90. Is it Psalm 90? Teach us to number our days. Our days, yes. Right. Um, there's a passage in Ecclesiastes that says it is more beneficial mm. or wise mm. to go to the funeral home mm. than to a festival right. because the mm. end of all men. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something I can uh, really attest to is the fact that I'm, I'm, I'll be 67 years old in about a week. And um, are you are you dropping the hint for birthday? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> birthday presents. You need to send no. me an Amazon <laughs> wish list or something. But uh, the older I get. Yeah. The the more I uh, am acutely aware of my own mortality, uh, and um, one day I will have to leave this world, and I will have to stand before the judge of the universe. Uh, and I feel death in my body in the sense that my body today is not what it was at 20, and um, I, I just feel the aches and pains, and I know that all of that means that I'm slouching towards the grave. Hmm. I can attest to that scripture in Ecclesiastes about better to go to a funeral, because when you sit in a funeral, now, many of the funerals I go to, I'm preaching right. or speaking or mm-hmm. eulogizing the person. And so when I'm doing that, I don't really reflect a lot. Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. remember, uh, you know, sitting in certain funerals, though, and when I do that, I think I'm more prone to just think than even really listen to the person. You know, and and frequently, um, as a pastor, I'll go to people's uh, funerals of people that I'm not doing the funeral because I'm not that close, of like an aunt or someone who... So I have no emotional connection to the person who has died, Mm -hmm. but what it causes me to do, as you just mentioned, is to think about my own death. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. really, that Mm self-reflection is so good. Teach Mm -hmm. us to number our days that we might live in a wise way. I have this huge book at home on uh, the Puritans. Of course, I love the Puritans Mm -hmm. and... Um, they they have a small section. It was kind of similar to what the one book said about, I mean, this book is probably, uh, I'm holding my fingers about four inches apart. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's a compilation of uh, Puritan's writings on different doctrines. And it's just like that other book said, the, the, doc, the part on heaven is so small. Right. Hardly anything. Right. right. But one thing I read in there, I can't remember the Puritan who said it, was that he woke up every day and thought these two thoughts. I will die. Yes. I may die today. Wow. He tried to help. I mean, wow. what, 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 in saying that, what kind of help does that give a person or what kind of bearings are they, are they finding by saying that? We're not trying to be morbid by that, but how does that help a believer thinking, hey, and you said, you said it yourself, the aches and pains that cause you to think about, what specifically does thinking about death how does that help us as Christians? Well, it should help us in that uh, it tells us that one day we won't be experiencing those aches and pains. Yeah. One day we won't be having, uh, uh, we won't be suffering and going through all the things that we go through today. Uh, 
it's unfortunate, but there, and, and I won't uh, name the group of people, but there is a religious tradition that more or less uh, says that it's a sin to be sick. Yeah. And it's also more or less a sin to die. And my question to them would be, well, how do you get to heaven? By osmosis? I mean, do you, do you uh, just kind of ooze your way into heaven? No, one day you're going to close your eyes in death. But we as believers should not see death as the enemy, but we should see death as our friend yeah. in the sense yeah. that it will take us right into the presence of our loving Savior. Yeah. You saying that reminded me of a verse I wrote down. Um, death is a gift. Yes, it is. Okay. 1 Corinthians 3.21 says... Whether Paul, Apollos, Peter, the world, life, death, all are yours. Death mm. is a gift. Mm. De- death, and, and we're reminded of when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, yes. and they were immediately banished. So they right. could not eat of the tree of life. Mm-hmm. If they would have, what would have been the well, they would have ramifications? Lived, uh, it, they would have been in a perpetual state of sin. They would have lived forever. They would have been in sin forever, but then something else I think about, it would have been a graduated state. Sin would have just continued to get worse. So God in his mercy says, I'm not letting you anywhere near that tree. Yeah. Death is actually, as you said, beneficial to the believer, a gift to the believer, because it is the doorway or the passageway to that glorification we talked about previously. So... um, one motivation, yeah, it helps us realize this world is not all there is. It makes us want to live every day for God to the fullest. Um, every day we have is a right. gift. We don't know if it will mm-hmm. end. I guess there used to be a king who hired a servant or paid a servant just to stand in his throne room and say, you will die. So, you know, you wow. will die, just kind of a reminder mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I'd want somebody to <laughs> But... Uh, yeah, it just it, it is uh, to to make a pun here. Death is a grave subject. Yes, it is. Um, but we uh, we can't just push it out of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, Death is also an equal opportunity killer. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> That's right. We will all make. Yep. It. It is a hundred percent mortality rate. You know, and I, and we can go on with this, but I, I think about when they say the late. Yeah. Someone. Well, in reality, you're not late. You're going to be in on time for that appointment. Yeah, yeah. I think I think chuckling about it is is a way to help deal with it too. But there, I, I wrote down some like um, when when you talk about death, and I, you know, this is not meant to be uh, this is not meant to be discouraging. It, it's supposed to we talk about it being a gift, and it's it is kind of our jump-ing off point into heaven, because none of us mm-hmm. are getting to heaven without death. That's right. Unless we'd unless be so fortunate that the Lord returns, mm-hmm. um, and and he may, and he may not. Right. Um, all of us at one point are going to experience death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ himself has come from there to tell us what heaven is like, and right. I can't wait to start talking mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. as we go on. But we do have to talk about this first. Now, you said you're going to follow my lead on this because we were just kind of using this as an introduction. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I, I like putting you on the spot. Well, you, you. you almost get 100% <laughs> right. So um, I, I remember, I think I've told you this before, 
But I remember one Christmas, I uh, I was working in my office. It was a couple days before Christmas, and there was a knock at the church door, and it was the funeral director from town. Okay. And they were coming to give gifts to the pastors. <laughs> that had, You know, and I'd done uh-huh. some funerals at that place. But the gift was a video about how yeah. undertakers do their yeah. job. Yeah. I've seen that video. <laughs> it, it's on PBS. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I'm going to plug that in Christmas Eve with my cider and, and uh, little snacks and watch away. And, and I thought, there were, some, there were some comments from people in that video because it, it walked through a few families that they had right. helped bury their mm-hmm. dead and the different responses. Mm-hmm. What are some responses that, I'm not talking about believers now, what are, when, when, when you start talking about death, what are some general, again, here's the question that I don't mean to throw you, but just to discuss, what are some general responses of people when they start to think about death? Uh, when they talk about death? Talk about death, think about death. Okay, well, first of all, when, they, uh, when an individual passes away, no matter uh, if they were saved or not, that person is on the banks of heaven fishing and having a beer mm-hmm. or partying with his buddies, mm-hmm. uh, having absolutely no conception whatsoever of what uh, heaven is really all about. Yeah, definitely. I, so I wrote down three. Okay. You, got, you got one. You want to shoot mm-hmm. for another one? Well, I'm going to let you give one, and then I'll okay. try for the third. All right, and I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint, okay? okay? And, and this is going to go two episodes. I can see that. So we'll okay. finish here, and then, but we'll just keep talking, and I'll cut it. Um, my three, I, I might have got this from somebody else because they all start with the letter F, and I would say that one response is false ideas or false yes. information, which you just yes. said. Mm-hmm. If they golfed, they're going to golf the back nine with mm-hmm. the greatest golfers who are dead. If they, mm-hmm. they're playing poker or they're hanging with their buddies, right. everybody goes. These idea, this, this false idea of um, we all are going to have an entrance yes. into this heavenly I think you mm-hmm. called it the happy hunting grounds before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give you a second one. And they all start with F. So the second idea would be like fatalism. Okay, right. like, hey, it's, it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. What, what, whatever, there's nothing we can do to change it. I'm just going to, you know, kind right. of coldly think about mm-hmm. it. I remember watching a video online of an atheist who was admitting, I think it was on Larry King, and they were admitting yeah. that they didn't believe there was anything in the afterlife, and they were just like, well, I'm going into the ground, and it's just the way it is. Right. And it's just kind of the idea. Well, hey, I can't stop it. It's going to happen, so whatever. Um, false ideas, fatalism. You think of a... Wow. I think got, it would be the general, uh, the general attitude of most people when they think about death is they're fearful. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I guess I should have been paying attention to your Fs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like thinking that way. For some reason, I've always been able to think that way with letters, but people just are fearful. And right. I think that's why a lot of people don't want right. to talk about it. Sure. They, I mean, death just, is definitely the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that can be discussed. But And it's unfortunate that if you don't have the proper information, I, I think it's right for you to be fearful. Yeah, the <laughs> uh, somebody said, I, I want to die in my sleep, uh, you know, like my grandfather did. Um, not like all the passengers in his car screaming. I think that's a pretty <laughs> funny joke. Everybody wants to die in their sleep. Yes. Everybody wants yes. to die in their sleep. Yes. Nobody wants to die a horrific death. No one wants to die early. 
Uh, no one wants to die struggling for a long time. We all want to die in our sleep, but none of us are promised that. The only thing right. we are promised right. is that we will, will die. die. Yeah. And for believers, as we just talked about for the last month, we're prepared. We're ready. Right. It doesn't mean we're still not... You know, I wouldn't say I'm fearful of death. I might be wondering about the mode. Yeah, and I think that when we talk fear, I think that's, for the believer, I think that's more of what it is. How am I going to go? Uh, because I think that if we truly are believers, that we are going to believe that ultimately we will end up in the presence of Christ. Yeah. You know. And that's what we're going to start talking about next time. But I think uh-huh. we do, I, I did want to talk about the reality of it right. and cause us to think about it. Um, uh, I, I wrote down something, I think I found this in Spurgeon's sermons. Um, there is a preacher who speaks as bold as ever. He is not popular, but the world is his parish. Mm-hmm. He travels every part of the globe, speaks every language. He visits the poor, the rich. He preaches to people of every religion, mm-hmm. of no religion. His subject is always the same. No one can refute his arguments. There is no heart that remains unmoved by his appeals. He shatters life with his message. Most people hate him. Everyone fears him, and his name is death. Mm -hmm. Every tombstone is his pulpit. Every newspaper prints his text, and someday every one of you will be his sermon. Wow. Wow. Leah sometimes looks at the obituaries. I shouldn't say sometimes. She she looks at the obituaries. I do, too. Yeah. One day our picture is going to be in there. Right, right. And I guess... The, the thing is, are we ready? Well, you make me think, uh, uh, I'd say probably about maybe eight years ago when we were sort of first starting out, and um, I don't know how we were on the subject of death, but one thing we talked about, it was the marquee that sits out in front of the, uh, the funeral home yes. that says, at rest. Right. Is that true? Yeah. For most people, is that true? Yeah. And I'm sure that we're going to to talk about this more yep. in in the coming days. But the reality is, everyone wants to assume that that person is at rest. And yeah. if he did not know Christ as Lord and Savior, he's not at rest. We're going to cut it right here. I'm going to keep the thing recording, but we're going to shift gears. But just so we can end today's podcast, uh, I think what you just said is a great way to end today. And we'll we'll just keep going and cut this into two episodes. But the idea is that everything we're going to say from now on in this subject on heaven is is presupposing that we're talking to believers. Yes. Because, and I think we'll mention it probably as we go on, but heaven is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's only for those who are rightly related to God, and those are the only people who will truly be at rest. Mm-hmm. At rest. So okay. we didn't mean to be um, depressing today for a Monday. But it is, it is our diving board into this subject of heaven. So we're just going to keep talking, and uh, we'll pick it up with you on Wednesday. Uh, Lord willing, we will, we will talk to you then. 